What's up, everyone, and welcome into episode number 99, where I will talk about the national championship that took place last night. I'll also talk about the Detroit Tigers' first win of the season against the Houston Astros that took place last night. And then one of my favorite weeks, especially in the sport of golf, Masters week. We'll talk a little bit about that. Tiger Woods live versus the PGA. Got a lot of interesting stuff to talk about, so let's get right into it. And the first thing I really want to talk about is the Tigers because that will probably be the shortest part of this episode, and that's because the Tigers got their first win of the season in their fourth game of the season against the Houston Astros and winning 7-6 last night. A lot of it has to do with Matt Bierling hitting a two-run home run in the 10th inning to give the Tigers a 7-5 lead. The Astros then would respond with a run, but the Tigers would shut the door and led to the first victory of the se- season. Matt Bierling was very good for the Tigers. I believe he had four hits yesterday. He was very efficient. He actually got the leadoff spot for today's game that's about to start. So he's been very good to start the season. Torkelson has been all right. His average isn't great, but he's really been bearing up the ball quite a bit. So he just needs to find the opening. And I think that was kind of one of his issues early on in spring training was that he was hitting the ball really hard, but it was just hitting it to the defense and he's continued that during the season I do think he'll get things figured out and get things going as well but huge victory for the Tigers they played the Astros tonight and Matt Manning has a huge game because Matt Manning has to start clicking this year he has to start showing that potential that he was always talked about having and he just hasn't shown in this is year three so he's really gonna have to show today how good he could be because he was the main trade piece that we received so hopefully shows that today and shows that this season but he's going to have to get that fastball going that curveball is going to have to get going as well and he has that slider that he seems to trust especially when things start not going his way and you can kind of see the hitters waiting for that slider and i think a lot of teams took advantage of that so he really needs to do a better job of mixing in his pitches tonight if he wants to get the victory for the Tigers but they really need the starting pitchers to go deep this year into these games because their bullpen hasn't been great so far it was all right yesterday but did give up the tying run in the bottom of the ninth but luckily the Tigers end up winning in the extra innings so great first win for the tigers they are playing tonight they'll probably start here in the next few minutes we'll see how that goes the red wings are up currently two to nothing in their game as well they've been playing a little barren not necessarily great for drafting position for point wise but they're playing much better and marco casper actually played in his first NHL game, I believe it was two days ago, and I thought he played really well. I didn't think he was very overwhelmed in the game. I think he was very patient. I think that's why 
the Red Wings really drafted him was because he was the most pro-ready prospect in his class, and he's here, and he demonstrated that. He didn't over he didn't overwhelm any of the other players, but overall, I thought he played solid. He got in a little bit of a tussle with a couple of the players. So did Mo Sider and Edvinson as well. Pretty fun to see, especially from three of the really young guys that will probably be leading this team well into the future. So that's exciting to see. Now let's go on to the next two main topics of this, and that's the national championship game that took place last night between UConn and San Diego State University. UConn ends up rolling in this game and winning by 17 points in. For a lot of people, this is not a surprise, and not really a surprise to me because UConn has just been so dominant throughout this NCAA tournament run. I believe the closest game they had up to this point was 13 points. It really never seemed that close in many of these games. At the same time, San Diego State did get it close toward the end, but UConn's talent and athleticism was just too much to overcome for San Diego State, and they just end up going on a late run and pushing it out to where San Diego State just didn't have an opportunity to come back at that point. It was definitely going to be a tough task for San Diego State, so you have to give credit to them for fighting throughout this, but this UConn team was just the best team in the tournament by far, and I don't think anyone can argue differently because this UConn team had everything that a national championship team needed. They had a great big in Sunogo. They have great athleticism, and they have great three-point shooting. And I don't even want to say they have one great big because they have two great bigs. They have Kligan. He's a 7-2 freshman, I believe, as well. So this isn't really a surprise once they got to a Final Four that they were going to win. You have to give credit to UConn. They've been on an incredible run for the last 25 seasons. For the last 25 seasons, basketball season, they have won five national championships. At the same time, they had either not made the NCAA tournament or went out in the first round in 15 of them. So after that, if they got past the first round, they won half the national championships in, in that time. UConn right now, I think you can make that argument to be the next Blue Blood. Because if you go on a run like that in a 25-year span, you absolutely deserve to be in that discussion. And this is UConn's fifth national championship ever. That's their sixth team in college basketball to do that. They're tied with Duke as well, and I think it's pretty known that Duke has always been considered a blue blood, so I think UConn needs to be up there as well, especially after the great game that they played last night and honestly throughout the tournament. So I have to give credit out to Coach Hurley. I thought he did 
a great job throughout the tournament. But at the same time, this is one of those UConn teams that you just knew was going on a late run. That's the most frustrating part about UConn is UConn's one of those teams where out of nowhere they come and they're just a title contender. Like they're not a team that's consistently a title contender. They're not a Duke. They're not a North Carolina. They're not a Kansas. They're not a Kentucky. They're not a team in a program that consistently go on deep runs in March. And that statistics that I said that they've only made it out of the first round and or not made it at all in 15 of the last 25 years, that is proof of that. UConn has only made it out of the first round 10 times in the last 25 years. But when they've done that, they've won five national championships. So what does that tell you? That tells you that once UConn gets past the round of 64, they have a very good and legit chance to win a national championship. And that's because when they get past that first round, they're a pretty loaded team at that point. Or they go on a magical run with Kemba Walker and he just carries them all the way. Which has been done at least once for UConn. But that's why I'm kind of wondering with the whole conversation, is UConn a blue bud? Technically, national championship-wise, I would say they are. But consistency-wise, I don't think they are. So it'll be interesting to see what UConn does next year. UConn's returning a lot of the players that they have this year. Now there's a decent chance that a couple of them go into the NBA draft. But UConn is just going to be a team that's built for future success. And we saw that last night. And if even Sunogo goes, they have Klingon. And Klingon is going to absolutely dominate if Sunogo is not even there. Because it's really hard to stop a 7-2 guy that has pretty decent athleticism and have really good feet and can shoot the ball. And that's exactly what Snogo and Klinken both have. So congratulations to UConn on winning the national championship. Congratulations to San Diego State as well, because they really represented extremely well throughout this tournament, especially for a conference that typically does not do very well in the NCAA tournament. The conference historically don't win many games, and... I think their defense really carried them throughout this tournament, and they ran into an offense in UConn that was just making shots. I do think that UConn made SCSU have a little difficulty on the defensive end. I don't think they were as efficient on the defensive end as they have been throughout the tournament, but I do think that has something to do with UConn and their ability to make shots and their athleticism. So overall, though, Absolutely great season, great NCAA tournament. I loved watching the video, of course, at the end of the NCAA tournament. Always one of my favorite traditions. Kind of have a little bit of a gripe with the video, especially not including Michigan State a whole lot. Only like maybe two seconds. But overall, I love watching 
that video, and I can't complain too much because March Madness is honestly the best, and it was a pretty good tournament. Now, I know it's not the way a lot of people wanted it to end because I think once you got to the Final Four, like I said, it was pretty well known of how it was going to end. Overall, I thought we saw a lot of very good games. We saw a lot of great upsets. We saw a lot of great games, especially the Michigan State-Kansas State game, the San Diego State-FAU game. That was probably one of the best games in March, especially with that buzzer beater to go into the national championship, even though, like I said at that time, I think a lot of people knew whoever won that game was going to lose to UConn anyways. But what a great memory for those players and for that team. And yeah, March is done. College basketball is done, which means we're on to college football now. And we'll talk a little bit about college football. That will actually be covered a little bit on episode 100. I'll kind of review episode 100 at the end of this podcast. Because, in my opinion, episode 100 is a pretty big deal for me. So, before we get to that, I do want to talk about the Masters. Because, guess what? It's the Masters week. And who doesn't love the Masters? The Masters is the golf course and the event in professional golf. That is a goal for everyone that loves watching golf, that loves playing golf they would love to attend the masters one day the chance that you win the masters lottery is actually 0.05 percent i believe or maybe it's 0.5 percent so the chance you even get to go to a masters is pretty low but if you do ever get that chance and i hope i eventually get that chance it's a really cool and unique event because it's by far the most well-known course in the U.S., maybe in the world, it's the only tournament that's ever played at one location, at Augusta. We have seen miraculous wins. We have seen miraculous meltdowns. We have seen everything and anything that you'd want in a golf tournament. We've seen Tiger Woods win. We've seen Phil Mickelson win. We've seen... Plenty of other players went throughout that time. We've seen Arnold Palmer. We saw Scotty Scheffler last year. So that's the thing about Augusta and the Masters. You never know what's going to happen. And that's true this week because we have some little bit of a controversy. Or this is kind of like the first time where live players and the PGA players are going to be at Augusta together. And it's going to make for a very interesting week. We'll see how the live players do. Phil Mickelson is there. Roy McIlroy and Brooks Kepka actually played nine holes earlier today together. So I wonder if the whole like live versus PGA players is kind of overblown. I'm not exactly sure. I don't think the PGA players, especially Roy, really like Liv. I think they've really made that well-known, especially Tiger. Tiger Woods does not like Liv at all. So it'll be interesting to see if anything comes out of 
this week. I don't expect anything to just because the Masters is one of the most prestigious and greatest events in the world. And I do think everyone's going to be extremely respectful of that. And I really hope that is the case because I would hate to see people get in arguments, something bad happen, I guess, because that course, the history behind it does not absolutely deserve any of that. And like I said, I don't think it's going to happen. Hopefully it doesn't happen. And hopefully we have a great week of golf. Last thing I really want to talk about on the Masters is, of course, Tiger Woods. He was interviewed today talking about playing at the Masters, talking about what it means to him. And one thing that really kind of stood out to me was that he specifically said, I don't know how many more times he's going to play here because he was asked, is this his last time possibly playing at Augusta, playing at the Masters? And I know he's always said that he doesn't know how much time he has left. He knows that it's a limited time that he knows that he can really compete and tiger's not just going to go out to be a person he's not going to go out there just to be a celebrity just to say i'm playing golf just to be there tiger's going to go out there to play to win and i think tiger knows that he only has certain amount of years left in that capability do i think he has the capability of doing that absolutely do I think he's in a better shape and a better place than what he was last year? Yeah, I do think he was in a better place than he was last year at Augusta. But that kind of quote when he's saying that I don't know how many years I've left, every single time he talks about that and every single time that he goes out there, it's kind of hard to watch because you never know when his last time is going to be. And you're just waiting for the time for him to call it a career. And for someone like myself, or just golf fans in general, that are huge fans of Tiger Woods, that grew up watching Tiger, grew up watching him dominate people, grew up watching him win Masters, watch him win the Majors, it's hard to watch because you know eventually he's going to call it a career. And the day that that happens, we're losing in my opinion, the greatest golfer to ever live. And we're not going to have another Tiger Woods. There's going to be no other Tiger Woods ever to step on a golf course. And I think it's because of how great and dominant he was through so long in his career. But not just only that, how impactful he was for the game of golf. Because honestly, Tiger really changed golf. And I think Tiger brought so many more people into golf. I think a lot more people play golf and watch golf now because of Tiger Woods. You can even see it on a Sunday or Saturday when he's competing. When he won the major at Augusta a few years ago, everyone was tuning in. Everyone was watching Tiger. When Tiger is competing and when Tiger is playing, everyone's eyes are on that event. And it doesn't matter if it's the lowest event. It doesn't matter if it's the Masters. Everyone's eyes are going to be on Tiger. And I really hope that he's able to play well this week. 
I hope he's able to make the cut as well. And I hope that we have a fun Masters because the Masters is a great event. And I hope Tiger can be there for the full four rounds. So, yeah, that's kind of really the sports coverage of the podcast for episode number 99, which means the next episode is episode 100. And I can't believe that the next episode is episode 100. It's been absolutely a crazy adventure. So far, I've had so many great episodes. So far, I've had so many people tune in and support it. So watch out for episode 100. It's definitely going to be one of the longer ones. I can definitely promise you that it's going to be a really fun conversation, though. It's going to be a really fun episode. and tune in for that because that's going to get probably released this weekend so yeah thank you for tuning in to episode number 99 hope you have a great rest of your week and watch out for episode 100